0: griffin you're a poke maniac right oh freak for it yeah okay so i given the fact that you have a lot of experience in this franchise i kind of wonder whether you know this um there are certain pokemon that have secrets hidden in the name of the pokemon
1: okay and that's interesting can you
0: el- elucidate sure some so of that So, for example ekans you know ekans
1: yeah, sure. Everyone knows Ekans. Okay,
0: so within Ekans' name, there is a secret hiding the true nature of Ekans. Are you familiar with it? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's snake. It is snake backwards.
0: It's snake backwards, right? So, <laughs> so Ekans is not the only uh, uh, character, the only Pokemon that has that secret. There's also Arbok. Did you know about Arbok? Yeah. The
1: evolution of Ekans. It makes sense that it follows the same sort of. Yeah, man. What's the what's the what's the nut here? Hold Russ? on, hold on. He's he's let revving up. Give me the nut, Russ. You're making me cook. wait so long. Let it cook. Is let him
0: cook. Well, up. Up. as we know, is Cobra backwards. There's actually one more Pokemon that has a secret name, and it's okay. it's Muck.
1: Start, here comes the theme and here's the theme song. The theme here. song has sta- the theme song has started playing. What the is censors the have come in to start playing the theme song
2: for No, no, no. Us. This is me. I'm putting the cape on Russ as he's acting like he's collapsing but he's about to like break out. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Russ is,
1: Russ has a like a flop sweat, like a dripping sweat <laughs> happening right now. The delivery of that joke shaved a couple Sorry. of
0: years off what, his that life. That was the I joke.
1: Think. What
0: was the there's, yeah, like, wh- what's the name back? Yeah, I'm there's sorry, a secret. Yeah. There's a secret in. in um, oh, God, Russ.
2: Stu- yeah. This is stupid. This is stupid. This is you stupid. know what made it
0: worth it is how long it took Justin to figure that one out.
2: It's a good joke now. That's a thinker.
0: That's <laughs> yeah. a thinker. That's, one, that's like a
2: Dennis Miller, like, like three days later in the car, like, oh, it's come. <laughs>
1: My name is Justin McElroy, and I know the best game of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy. I know the best game of the fucking year, maybe.
3: My name is Christopher Thomas Plant, and I am right there with Griffin. My name is Russ Frost, and I know the best game of the week. Welcome to the Besties. This is a video game club, and
2: just by listening, you, my beloved friend, have become a member of said club. We're so happy to have you in our our illustrious ranks. Thanks for joining us yet again. We have a really exciting one for you—a uh, a, a, uh, a long running franchise, well uh, split several times off of itself, <laughs> like a like a Cerberus, like a Hydra, I guess. Uh, Chris Plant, what is
3: like a dragon? Infinite wealth. Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth, uh, it seems it's quite obvious by the name, is the eighth (laughs) entry in the Yakuza series, which has now changed its name to Like a Dragon, and changed its genre to uh, a more traditional turn-based role-playing game, and this time, it's set in Hawaii with a new-ish hero, but also an old-ish hero, and it fucking rules, and we are going to talk about it very soon. Yes,
0: let's do that, in fact, right after this. You can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply.
2: Plant. I was hoping just for historical purposes, because I know that, that you have a familiarity with this, you said that, and I think I misunderstood the the sort of direction. You said that this is the direction of the franchise. I kind of felt like this and the other Like a Dragon games were... I was under the impression these were more like spinoffs of the no. main, main franchise. So this is the direction of this series formerly known as yakuza
3: correct the the name change kind of makes it seem like a spinoff but the reality is like a dragon is just a translation of the japanese name for these games they were not called yakuza um so i think it is standardization
0: across the entire series does Um, yakuza the word yakuza mean like a dragon no Uh, no but
2: they didn't call the games yakuza in japan they called them like a dragon in, yeah, Japan, right, got in Japanese, understood. got right. it, understood, got
0: it, got it, got right. right. legally maybe,
3: it's a different language. Yeah, I thought uh,
2: Plant was about to drop the Nihonga. Uh, <laughs> nihonga. No. Every uh, time I do
1: it, I'm embarrassed. embarrassed, so I'm not okay. going to. <laughs> the name of the the name of the developer. Of this series is Ryu Gagotoku, which is like a dragon. So, so to further confuse things, the name <laughs> of the developer is Like a Dragon. The series is now called Like a Dragon. It used to be called Yakuza, and the first of these uh, ro- role-playing game spin-offs was called Yakuza Like a Dragon. So, just fucking strap yourselves in for the wild ride, folks. You got it. Really this game asks a lot of you, but it gives a lot in return. I it's like say. Bungie Halo, is what you're saying. It's like if they called if the name of Bungie was called Halo, <laughs> and they made Halo. Um, yes, uh, all right. Uh, can I can I start? Can please, I begin? Please, please. I've uh, I loved the first of these RPG uh spinoffs, which came out in I believe 2020. It's called uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon. It introduces us to Ichiban Kasuga, who is a new protagonist for uh, the, the Yakuza series. Uh, you see a lot of familiar faces from the prior whatever six or 7 Yakuza games that came before it. Folks like Kazuma Kiryu, who is the protagonist of most of the uh most of the Yakuza games uh, among other folks, but for the most part, it is a standalone thing that you really can play without having much prior knowledge of the series and enjoy it as evidenced by the fact that I had not played any of the other Yakuza games before I played Yakuza Like a Dragon. Oh. Um it kicks ass. That one does. Uh, and infinite wealth is—I will say—a pretty dramatic improvement on so many of the things that the the first, like a dragon RPG introduced. You still got Ichiban Kasuga. Now you got Kazumakiryu, the again former protagonist, now sort of a deuter- deuteragonist. I don't know, man. He's wow. the co-star. He is half the game. Is is also playing uh, sort of as as him. Uh, and yeah you get sort of two worlds Hawaii and Japan to explore there's a billion things to do there's a bunch of mini games that are all wild and uh, a plot that is as dense as is imaginable uh but in a in a way that is not uh entirely un- unpleasant uh that that's sort of groundwork for what is what this game is if you are completely new to the to the series uh and I actually I worried based on sort of the first, I don't know, uh, 10 hours of this game, that you guys were going to fucking hate it. Because it seems to me like if you have not played uh, the first Yakuza Like a Dragon, that there is a lot that is going to kind of leave you leave you cold. Because it really hits the ground running and summarizes some of the major beats of the first game in uh, pretty, pretty
0: hasty order. I, I'm going to speak early, because I played the least out of anyone here. Um, And I feel I felt the strongest about the Yakuza franchise before this, Uh, maybe out of everyone here, just on the negative side, because I haven't really played one that has grabbed me. And even though I'm very early in this game, still, I will say that I was immediately and remain immediately charmed by this game in Mm -hmm. ways that I have not experienced in this sort of RPG, maybe ever. I am like immediately entertained by the main character all of the side characters that you're meeting have like a tone and a like goofy, uh, I guess, cheeriness to it that makes yeah. what was otherwise in the other Yakuza games I've played have been very dour. I think driven by the other protagonist. I forget his name. What is his name? Kazumakiryu. Kazumakiryu is just like kind of a like very serious, stoic, straight man kind of character. And I understand that like the side characters kind of make them goofy. Here yeah. you have Ichiban. was like a total fucking goofball and it like levitates everything around him in ways that i was like immediately grabbed i think he is one of the best video game characters I, i i he he is
1: amazing in the way that he is like a like a i don't know an excited dog most of the time but he also like he has a sort of stoicism and honor that is like Uh, I don't know it feels like it is not just a lot of people to to go back to um, uh, Garl from Sea of Stars right a lot of people gave that character kind of shit because it was just like he's just constantly optimistic and unerring sweetness and a little saccharine and it feels like Ichiban has uh, a lot more kind of going on
0: under underneath the hood
1: yeah. and, yeah, he's
0: yeah. I, I, my immediate thought was like a Mr. Peanut Butter kind of vibes to him, uh, but uh, obviously okay. I'm sure what? you know, from uh, Bojack <laughs> from Bojack Horseman horse, Oh no, um, I'm sorry, no. not familiar Uh But I do think that the I'm sure later on there's there's more depth to it, but I was just like immediately taken for a ride and and as Griffin said, like these are characters I have no association with characters that were in the previous Like a Dragon game that like I don't know who these two older guys are. I don't know who this woman is, but I think I had enough of the context clues to know obviously they had a past, they were criminals and they worked together and they're buddies or whatever it was. And I was I immediately cared about the what was going on in their lives. So like that is a really hard lift to pull off. In it also show.
2: helps. I did not play I played like maybe 10 hours of the last one. Like I definitely played some mm-hmm. of it, but not not a ton. Uh I feel like what this game does is it thrusts Ichiban into a quest where he has to go to Japan to try to find his mom that's the that Hawaii sorry he lives in Japan he has to go from Japan to Hawaii to find his mom and part of what works really well about that is that first of all it's a clean slate it doesn't imagine it it gets you away from a lot of the politics of the Yakuza which is like I think Uh, what slowed down a lot of the last like a dragon for me really Um, every like a
0: dragon i played that's where i always like lose interest is when they go into the like hierarchy stuff
2: right and i think if you're deeply into that i could see how you would you would maybe be into it but i I, it always left me kind of cold what is cool is by moving to hawaii it kind of resets that and it doesn't assume any knowledge of like any like yakuza clans or anything like The gangs that are in here are are uh, they set up and they set up the characters that you encounter, and it's rare that you find someone you know, right? So it's having to introduce all these new characters, and you know, a couple of times they'll be like new new people, but you know, uh, the return characters. I Uh, one
1: sort of plot beat that is very heavily focused on in the last uh, Yakuza like a Dragon RPG is sort of the dissolution. Of the Yakuza and former Yakuza members moving on from from that life and the difficulties that they face. That is very much what this game is about, which is, to me, what makes it work in, in why I have played other Yakuza games before and none of them have clicked for me for the same reason where it's like, as soon as you start getting into like, well, this one is a subsidiary of the Tojo clan and their fourth chairman is this. But you got to remember that he was married to the, it like huh? that shit is beyond me, but... A bunch of, like, former Yakuza members who are unable to find work because they have this, you know, branding of having been former Yakuza members and the incredible, like, societal difficulties that that introduces, being, like, the focus instead, that shit is solid gold. That is incredibly good. Good and thought-provoking and, I, I, I don't know, meaningful stuff. I
3: think this is just a defense of how good and how important structure is in a story. Because y'all are getting slow-boiled like a lobster into thinking this is different than any other Yakuza game. It is as complicated, if not more complicated, than any of them. And on top of that, it digs into the entire history of the series. By the end of this game, even if you played zero Yakuza games, you will know a profound amount about what has happened in every single one of them, including the spinoffs. Um, it is thorough in educating you, making you a PhD in, in the Yakuza series. I think the big difference is, as y'all are saying, it doesn't start there. It very gradually works its way up, and mm-hmm. it does a really um, thoughtful job of everything that it's teaching you, making it seem like it's new information To you. Oftentimes, you are learning about things about Kiryu um, through the eyes of Ichiban, or you're learning about things that happen in Ichiban's life through the eyes of Kiryu, and that creates a sense of like, oh, I guess this is just all original to this game, when in reality, it is really the culmination of, I mean, what, a dozen video games?
1: I felt, I felt, uh, I love, I adore this game, and I felt guilty Uh, I'm on the final chapter now, I still feel guilty about the fact that I haven't played the other Yakuza games, because a good half of it is about Kazuma Kiryu, and and, we won't get into spoilers or anything like that, but it's Kazuma Kiryu sort of like considering his life. Uh, he's been, in, uh, you know, a lifelong Yakuza member, and has had a lot of shit happen to him, and a lot of it is him reflecting on his past and running into these these you know sort of shadows of his past and having to sort of confront that. Uh, and I even I liked that shit, even though it didn't sort of emotionally resonate with me. I assume people who have played every Yakuza game are going to flip shit many times while playing uh well, while playing this one in but a good way e- or bad way. Good in flip a, great in a g- way. good good flip shit like a great flip shit. Because I got that uh, yeah. from seeing, like, a dragon cast members who, like, come back and seeing Ichiban Kasuga kind of, like, meet a character who he met in the first game and be like, oh, shit, it's that dude. Uh, but, you know, then you get that seven-fold for, for Kiryu. Um, yeah. It,
3: it, the, the, the comp uh, for me is, like, Avengers Endgame where, like, every character that you've met after all of this work gets a, oh, now I feel good. Now I feel rewarded. I put in yeah. all this time, and in and, and there was there was a payoff at the end yeah. for everything. Have you finished it? Um, I am very close. Okay, yeah, I think um, you and me are probably around the same part. It's yes, it is such a reward. But again, like I said, you can. I don't want that to scare people off because Griffin, as, as you're saying, like I, you're still enjoying this, and yes. I, I think you'll probably end at the same spot that Griffin's at. You're just gonna want to go play these games now. I I um, will say, if this interests you,
1: play the last like a dragon game. It introduces Ichiban Kasuga and focuses like on him and that
3: shit. I, is very so uh, no, 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 listen, if I no, I yeah. disagree. If this interests you, play this game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Also, the combat is so much better. It's I'm the so exact person good.
2: you're talking to. Okay. It didn't. It didn't work. Like it didn't. It didn't click for me. And I understand having the awareness of it helps. But what I'll say again about the Hawaii setting is – and it's kind of what uh, clicked with me or or part of what was cool about watching Terrace House Aloha State is that you are seeing people who are thrust into your culture, like into American culture. And in seeing a setting that I am familiar with, it's easier for me to understand the characters, right? Because I don't know how much of what is happening in the world – is about, like, the nuances that escape me because I'm not familiar with the culture. Sure. So you're able, I, at least for me, I was able to, like, grok what was happening in the story a lot easier because I'm not having to understand, like, the world, right? right. Like, I'm not having to understand all these different stores and and how the society is different and all that stuff. I will say it is is, it it is hilarious this, the expediency with which this game... uh dissolves the uh the language barrier issues there's like when you <laughs> first get there he's like i don't understand anybody yo. like i i don't speak english sorry uh, do you speak japanese and like w- once in a while he'll find somebody speaks japanese but mainly he's just like waving at people and it's like literally after two hours i don't know what happens but either he learns english or everybody learns japanese because they don't <laughs> talk about it ever again you know? in this in this fantasia i know that there is absolutely like a large uh like japanese population in hawaii right yeah like that is that is known uh this game is sort of a fantasia where literally
3: every person is japanese like yeah we're, is, we're the crooked white cop uh is bilingual yes
2: fluid, fluid. <laughs> yeah. perfect perfect japanese yes Everyone you meet happens to be Japanese. like every store you go into when you leave, they're like, Don't they got the It's like, okay, so
1: Thank cool. You. All right, um, I feel right at home here. It's great. Let let's it, there's so much to talk about with this game. I do want to circle back to talking about just sort of the combat of it. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. Be, because it is uh it is so fun. So it is still turn based. You have, you know, different characters, you can customize their jobs, which unlock new skills, and then you can sort of build your own business. Builds for those characters by selecting the, j- the the skills from each job that you like to like build a crazy you know damage dealing behemoth uh, but now you can move your character around in a like small radius in combat and there's all kinds of these like different context sensitive things that can happen. Uh, whenever you are moving your character around, like for example, if there's something on the ground, you can pick it up and use it as a weapon. If you use like an attack and you're close to it, uh, once you start increasing your bonds with the other uh, your, your teammates, which is done really really well, we'll get into that I think in a, a little bit, uh, they will start doing like follow up attacks. So, so like if you can knock an enemy down uh and get another attack off on them before they stand up it'll do like bonus damage there's combo attacks if you do an attack close to a teammate uh there's uh there, there's so much stuff that makes the combat feel very uh exciting and very fun like from minute 1 throughout the 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 whole of the game
0: they also it'll- do the thing that um mario rpg did which is yes. for easy fights you can breathe through them in like three seconds it's insane yeah you could turn on auto combat yeah um there
1: is every every fight i got it i never had a fight where i was like ah shit ah man i don't want to do a fight right now yeah because everyone is like pretty pretty enjoyable to do uh and it it it, it is just yeah, uh, I, miss, I think I miss just fighting what's that <laughs>
2: It's been a good ten hours since I've got my old knuckles wet with <laughs> blood, and I I miss it. I do miss it hearing you say that. Not enough to go back to the hard life I left behind, but yeah, f- yeah. absolutely. Yeah, uh, I oh, yes. I, I, <laughs> I just
1: what? realized
0: I just said that.
2: <laughs> I've been farming for ten hours, guys. I, oh I've been gosh. I've been trying to get a resort off the ground. I don't have time for those petty squabbles. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Very quickly before we go into the farm, because I want to get to the farm ASAP, I I just want to say with all the stuff that you're describing of being able to add all these bonus combat features and rallying your team together, it ties so elegantly to the story and the writing itself. So the way that you're doing that is by getting to know your characters more. There are all these triggers across the map that we can learn about like what their favorite manga is or what type of ramen or food they ate as a kid. And then at a certain point you go back to the bar and have these like more intimate conversations that end up revealing like a larger story about them. Like one of the guys that uh, you meet very early in the game uh, has also been in jail for an extended time. He got set up and while he was in jail, his um, spouse lost their pregnancy and um, ended up kind of like leaving Hawaii and I mean, it, it's very heavy. It is compared to everything else we're going to talk about. That is a weird thing about these games is how they bounce back and forth from the very silly and the very heavy. But it ends up just being very sincere. And I don't know. I, I found it very touching each of these stories. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. at the end that you also are rewarded in the game. I don't know. I felt I felt like I was being rewarded on every level. I, I yes. Everything that I could want was yeah. um, made me feel better. I was getting infinite dopamine hits. Infinite wealth. Yeah, every every everything is. <laughs> you want to talk about your farm? Oh God, please! I've never seen
2: anything like it in a video game. In, in not in the scope and like I'm saying, like the effect that it has had. Okay, <laughs> at some point through the game, you get taken to and you meet a person, and you get taken to an Do island. Do you have a
0: sense of like how many hours you need to play before this? At happened?
3: minimum, ten hours.
2: At 10 minimum, hours, minimum. like it's it's in there. Yeah, sure. I think it's like but, chapter five or six. It's it's pretty deep. In uh, if this is like in the menus. It's not. I don't feel like I'm spoiled. This is in and the And this is after you've unlocked a Pokemon stadium game for context. Yes. Sure. Yes. Um you Yeah, where you make perverts fight. Um so the 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 island you're taken to is this rundown resort and you are tasked with uh in the same like interfaces you've been using, right? Except for there's no more turn based combat. You just have like a bat. You are running around this island collecting resources and using those resources to harvest, uh, to, to build facilities that you will invite people to this resort. So it's basically they have done an Animal Crossing kind of thing with uh, within this game. It is like an Animal Crossing that they put into it. Except I like it better than Animal <laughs> Crossing because <but, laughs> it looks sick and you get to beat people up with a bat. Um, and they're like two days in they're like okay man we figured it out we can get you back to hawaii obviously the only way we could do it we trained a dolphin because this is like a dragon so we trained a dolphin the dolphin will take you back and i'm like that is absolutely cool and i would love to find my mom but if i just get a few more rocks i'm gonna be able to build a vintage film uh studio and i'm gonna go ahead and do that instead because there's this one guests here who the things they really wanted were a firefly and watching the old movies so i'm trying to help them out i will get back to that other quest <laughs> i've now been here for 17 days
1: <laughs> i literally yeah i i unlocked Dondoko island and then beat it bef- without going back <laughs> without going back so in the plot of the game they were like we have a lead on your mom but there's just some danger uh a, a connaissance in danger we have to get there as quick as possible it's like okay and then I went to Dondoko Island for like 28 days and then came back and everyone was like, okay, we're ready. Uh, and, and I came back with like this, uh, ins- with like hundreds of thousands of dollars and like this completely like overpowered like ability. And they were like, holy shit. It's like I had come down from the mountain and now I was the chosen <laughs> one, but I had just become a sort of small time resort manager for a, for a calendar month. Uh, it fucking rules. It's so unbelievably good. I want a spin-off of Doko Island, like, yesterday. There, there's it's tons tremendous. of stuff like
2: that, that. There's a crazy taxi game where you're a delivery driver <laughs> that is like a stunt spectacular on a bicycle where you're literally driving up fucking buildings. Like, yeah. it's wild. And so, it's all so fun. Like, it's yeah. all like it's all
3: pleasurable none of what we're describing is like is vegetables like it's all fun the funniest shit to me is how they keep one upping themselves with the Don Doko Island where you're like oh yeah i can i can like kind of farm it and clean it and whatever and like yeah yeah do you want to add like decorations sure do you want to add giant buildings sure do you want different types of buildings in different parts of the island definitely do you want to bring people in that you've met in the other part of the game and then chat with them here and give them gifts and celebrate them Definitely. Hey, do you want multiplayer so that <laughs> we can start connecting you to other people's <laughs> islands? I, was yeah. like, I sure I guess it's I guess it's sure. kind of
0: like people on the team maybe didn't want to work on the main game and they kept <laughs> yeah. begging to work on Dondoko Island. <laughs> y- Y'all okay, just to give you an idea of what
2: kind of game this is, you start in Japan, which is an island, and within this <laughs> Japanese game, you go they go to Hawaii. Island. you go to these a different island. Yep. Uh-huh. And then while you're at this island, a mascot character comes up to you and they're like, hey, I got this other island you can go check out. And you're like, um, yeah, I would love to come check out this island. And when you're at that island, Dandako Island for a few, fucking I swear to God, someone's like, Psst, there's
3: another island. Because <laughs> there's a farm, it goes deeper. Come and to you, the other island, within the island, within the island, within the island. <laughs> and at the farm, you can you can raise your perverts who you're fighting in the Pokemon
0: game. <laughs> There's a oh pervert my God.
2: training camp in the... F-
3: okay,
0: and you can go there but, and, and say just perverts just am not making it up. They're they like, like literal a, perverts, right? It's you, not like a kink-shaming yes, thing.
3: Yes, and you, you, you go there and you pet them.
0: Yeah. You, <laughs> they're, <you> could, <laughs> they're
2: not all sex just, perverts, though. It's just like
1: degenerates, if you've, basically. If you if you've played any of the more recent Pokemon games, I think it was introduced in X and Y where it let you mm-hmm. zoom in on your Pokémon and like rub their tummy <laughs> oh, and then no. like sparkles come out and they're bonded with prism- you. You can do that with these du- with the dudes.
2: Okay, what's really cool though about this game? I feel like the Yakuza games have always been silly. But this game, and I don't know if it's the writing or the setting, but this game uh has scenes that work as funny where I know I'm getting the joke. Like I know that I'm, there's one great like tiny little sub story thing where uh, this guy making a documentary about Japanese people in Hawaii um, wants to feature you in, in a program. And he keeps referring to you as like the samurai, the brave lone samurai and they want to just interview – watch you in your like day-to-day life. And the first thing that happens is they're like, oh, we've we got some food for you. and We want to film you choosing. And they have these two amazing Japanese uh, – these two amazing Hawaiian-style meals. Like, And then there is a bowl of rice. And they're like, so which one do you want? <laughs> and you have to kind of go for the bowl of rice – and it keeps reaffirming, like like you lose in darts, and they bring you a knife and a board so you can cut your finger off. My <laughs> <laughs> like, God! And Ichiro is like, guys, this is not it. <laughs> like you, you do not understand what this experience. You do not understand that you the years of life, but it is like about that. Like it's about this dude being racist. Like it is that scene, and it is like I know I'm getting it, right? Like I yeah. know that I'm understanding it because it's not because it's set here and the writing is like so sharp and the performances are all
0: so Excruise, good. Excru- did you guys did you guys do uh Japanese voice actors or English voice actors?
1: I did English voice actors uh because that's how I played the the last game uh and I'm I I thought it was really really, you know, excellent.
0: They're all I'm, very good. Yeah, I'm I sure tried the, both and I thought they were too. both
1: quite good. Um
2: Ichiban is is Griffin mentioned how great of a character he is and that enthusiasm for things makes him like the perfect video game character because yeah. when it gets like a little silly and irreverent he's game for yeah. it right it's not always about this like stoic like well i guess i'll deliver pizza or like eye rolling or anything yeah, like that right exactly yeah, yeah. he's like yeah fuck. you want me to work at your cafe because i kind of look like the guy that you thought you hired to work at the cafe
3: <laughs> yeah i got an hour screw it yeah for, absolutely let me in there I just want to go back to something Griffin mentioned at the very beginning because it still blows my mind. This game is fundamentally about recidivism and making room for reformed people who committed crimes and are now out of jail and are back in society and have like served their punishment and how easy it is for people to look past that. And it's wild that we are talking about a game where you uh, go to an island with an island to pet perverts. And ultimately, it is teaching you about making room for everyone, even people that you once found intimidating or frightening and realizing everybody has a place in society. That is amazing. That is just, it's amazing. (laughs) This game has made me uh, genuinely tear up. Last
1: night, I hit it with my first beat where I got genuinely uh teary at this game and also Danny Trejo is in it as like a crime the a cri- <laughs> Hawaiian crime lord. Is fucking it's outstanding. Does he look okay. like Danny Trejo? I feel like that's
2: legally mandated that he has to look like Danny Trejo. Yeah he ab- absolutely of course. looks like Danny Trejo.
1: It, it, I, I, it, is not a, it is not a flawless thing. Like I think that uh there is a little bit too much like uh you know character management In that, at a certain point, like, it kind of splits the party, and that is sort of annoying to me, and it has pacing issues, and it focuses a lot on Kiryu, which, again, like, doesn't really resonate with me as much as Ichiban. Like, there are problems with this game, but it is also the most sort of generous and, and pleasant and fun and funny, like, RPGs I've maybe ever played, and so, like, it is hard to uh to, to really fault it for the 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 missteps that it makes. I, I think it is a very, very special game. And I'm really glad that you guys resonated with it. I was genuinely worried that this was gonna be like me bloviating for a half hour about how great uh this this game is, but it's really genuinely exciting that you guys are into fully
0: it. Fully intending to play a lot more over the course of the many months, because I'm guaranteed this will come up in game of the year discussion. Oh yeah. yeah. Which is
1: like... Great on Steam Deck too. Flawless Yeah, on Steam I've been Deck playing on if, Steam Deck. If, if
0: it it runs great.
2: I'll tell you, I mainly played on Steam Deck and then switched to a desktop and I was really surprised by how good it, like, it looks incredibly good. Like, it runs great on Steam Deck for sure but it looks, so, like, when you go into stores and stuff, they're so richly detailed. It's really, yeah. like,
0: transported. And uh, no load times when you go into a store. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Which you wouldn't think in the year 2024 we'd have to worry about, but... I
2: feel like this, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I, I don't have the familiarity, but this reminds me of the Monster Hunter thing, right? Like,
0: yeah, you, I, I, you would hear I that from people
2: right. every time you hear from somebody like, this is the Monster Hunter, where if you've never played Monster Hunter, you'll get it. And every Monster <laughs> Hunter game, I feel like is kind of this process of like the game getting out of its own way to try to find the things that actually like sing. Yeah. And I feel like this feels to me like everything getting out of the way and just leaving the things that really work,
3: like uh, that you can, that, where you don't have to sort through as much craft. Don't let the turn based combat scare you off. That is like my number one big thing here because it, it is so interactive. It is so. Yeah, um, yeah. Standing is and big. Clicky. Yeah. Yeah. Being you near weapons,
2: like your placement near items in the environment that you can use that's not turn-based that's like timing-based are you and you also have like um opportunities where enemies fall and if you get an attack on them when they're downed then you get more damage so there's like a a time you know a time crunch as well
0: it feels like an evolution of like chrono triggers combat which is has always been my favorite combat in any rpg like this and uh i yeah no i've i was immediately grabbed by it all right good good fucking game man good fucking game yeah Uh, This thing's got to be at least 13 or
2: 14 hours long uh, uh, from what I've experienced so far. (laughs) Maybe it's got to be. Is this the
1: best January in video game history? (laughs) I mean, we I feel like we've said something along those lines a lot, but I will say is a strong ass 2 back to back weeks of the
0: besties for sure. January is always so fucking dead. And uh, man, this is this is starting off with some high heaters. Yeah. High heaters indeed.
2: Uh, excellent. Well, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll, you know, you,
3: do you know how like entertainment works? Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week rocket money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest here's how it works. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have, and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com. Slash besties that's rocketmoney.com/slash besties. Rocketmoney.com/slash besties. You go get a
2: phone, you just want a phone, talk to your friends and family, you're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts and you get ripped off because they have got all this fine print little details, and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech, you know. The contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense. Mint Mobile, their wireless plans, there is no catch. Fifteen dollars a month when you purchase a three month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan, or you want to have a nice Easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month. Say bye to your overpriced wireless plans, jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply.
0: See Mint Mobile for details. Okay, so uh, I don't normally pay attention to Instagram ads, uh, but I guess the algorithm has decided that I really, really care about random indie games. And I've been surprisingly seeing a bunch of stuff that I like was not on my radar, but through these ads. And one of the games I saw was a game called Tinga's Goose Weird Idol Game. <laughs> and someone okay. else gets to summarize it for me. I haven't Have played you, it, so not it.
1: Uh, you're fucking kidding, Juice.
0: J-Dog. J-Dog down really? on Tinga's Goose. Nobody told me
2: about it. Okay. You, you didn't say, hey, we're going to talk about this it, on the, the besties. Like, no one said that to me, so here we it's
1: are. A, it's a very, very weird game that I'm going to try to summarize the main mechanic of to the best of my ability. It, it, uh, in this game, you are a long goose that is constantly growing his long, long neck upwards to the heavens. There is uh, your mate goose is somewhere in the sky. you got to get your neck long enough to reach them. And you do that by paying money to water your goose. Um, also, the goose is coming out of um, a pregnant stomach. Uh, a pregnant. Oh, okay, on yeah. The table, yeah. Um, occasionally, your long up and down neck will blossom smaller geese, usually off of the sides, and then the whole time, this goose reaching up into the heavens is uh spitting out babies. Um, the babies as they hit the blossoms, they interact with them in different ways. Some of the blossoms will, for instance, like knock a baby back upwards. If three of the same type of baby combine, they form a different baby that gets you a lot more money. And so all of a sudden, this game basically becomes an incredibly complicated sort of marble run experience where you have this, this vertical column of different features that you are bouncing these little tinguses off of to try to make them combine with each other and hit as much stuff on the way down as they possibly can. That's 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 about it. It is also an idle game, so you can turn it off, and you know they will continue to earn you money. There is a lot more to it than that, but just sort of the building the machinery of of your tingus goose uh, to try to create the perfect tower where these tinguses are hitting as many things on the way down and bouncing back up. And combining, wait, those are the
0: tinguses. Pretty sure, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, it's like mousetrap, kind of. Where you're, where yes. you're just making like a really productive, uh, I guess, a Rube Goldberg, Rube Goldberg, uh, That's not. Rube yeah, Goldbergian. Sure. There it is. Mash uh, uh, mashup of uh, babies and geese and, and making money. And it is. Yeah. Fascinating. Uh, there is like layers of monetization that I have like not dipped into and I'm trying to hold off for as long as I can. But just like visually speaking, and in terms of what you're doing, it is unlike any idle game I've ever played before. And I'm like very engaged with it. It's great.
1: Yeah. I really thought we would get more mileage out of talking about Tingus Goose. <laughs> Should
0: have told me about it. I mean, we I did. We, did, it, we talked
1: about it in the Slack.
2: No, yeah. yeah. I mean, but like, you understand how hard it is to keep a resort running, especially <laughs> one is, that has been abandoned for so long, no, right? That's fair. Like, you know how little free time I have to help with your goose stuff. Adventure. <laughs> Goose pregnancy. That is now fair.
1: Justin, you said in the Bessie's room, I can't believe how good this game is. This is the Baldur's Gate of twenty
0: twenty four. Oh yeah. You that's you I meant about... t- now
2: did you think I meant Tingus Goose? I actually did. I th- okay. Because it came <laughs> I talked immediately about Tengis Tengis Goose. after
0: discussion yes. about Tingus
2: Goose. Yeah, that should have been more red like i can't believe how little time I have to worry about geese right now because <laughs> if I don't if I don't get the frigging antique store opened, then this guy's gonna leave the island and I need the money to I don't know. I don't know anymore. Actually, I don't know why I'm still doing it. <laughs> I get I get guys while I'm in the island, I get these checks for for like American money, you know what I mean? Cuz it's a different currency on the island. And every once in a while, I get these like gigantic checks for helping out and it's in American money. And I'm like, I don't even know what to do with like what do you want me to $10,000 for what? Like I have no use for your
0: your dirty USD. I need yeah. condo coins. That's it. <laughs> King's Goose is great. It's also on Android for everyone that gets grumpy when we only talk about iOS stuff. Um and yeah. it's free. But uh, obviously there's a lot of monetization once you get past the first level. Honestly, play the first level and you can get like a lot of the experience because kind of distilled. They do add a ton more after that, but I yeah. do think it it shows its hand pretty early, and I've really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, we have some reader mail. Okay, great. Um how can I help? Okay. First question comes from Shelby Mongan. I have been told that uh, in at least one of the Yakuza, like a a dragon Yakuza games, you can put a grenade launcher in the mouth of a Marlin and use it as a weapon. I wish to play this this game. Where the hell do I start? Does that ring a bell for anyone?
1: That's, uh, I believe, Yakuza Kiwami. I have not played it, but I know that it has a, a fish cannon in it. So uh, I wish
3: I could tell you more. I think you uh, could do about th- something it. like that in zero. Also, does yes. this game have any
0: like very bizarre weapons in it? Oh, I mean, yeah, man.
3: I mean, yeah, yeah. you get a dildo really early. You <laughs> you
0: get mean, a dildo extremely much right early. Away.
2: This game gives it gives you a dildo back for free. You know, Saints yeah. Row made you earn it.
1: <laughs> uh, I will say. Uh, the I just looked it up. It is in Yakuza Kiwami. Uh, it is a DLC weapon. Oh. I will say I love this game. I love uh, like a, uh, like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. The DLC uh, for it is kind of gross uh, because if you want to do New Game Plus uh, in uh, in in Infinite Wealth, I'm pretty sure that is locked behind like a paywall, mm. which is which is uh, you know I I think pretty shitty.
0: Yeah. Do we know how much that paywall is? I don't I don't know that uh, it matters, but it's still... $15. $15 oh, wow. Yeah, upgrade. no, that's, that's a lot to ask. Yeah. We have another question. This comes from Josh. I've never played a Metroidvania slash search action game before, but I've heard good things about them. Would Prince of Persia be a good starting point? If not, how would you recommend entering the genre? I think this, Prince of Persia might be a great starting point. It's a great it starting point. It is a hard point, game. Yeah. But it also has a lot of accessibility features that like m- kind of smooth out the rough ed- edges of a Metroidvania. Yeah. So
2: both mechanical and not some kind of worked into it. Uh, you know, through the mechanics, it's not all just like menu stuff. Right. Yeah. But there really is also
0: of... like menu stuff to make the combat For much sure. easier, and you and, can
2: really tweak the experience to what feels good to you.
0: Yeah, that seems yeah. like a really good option. I'm trying to think of another one. I wouldn't say like That's Hollow not just Knight, like punishing hard.
1: Yeah. Um. Um. I mean, I love Metroid Dread,
0: but similarly, I think also pretty hard. Yeah, this might. One of those this I mean, might. Can you be... still play
2: Shadow Complex? Uh, I, <laughs> I
0: think don't there know. is I a don't... version on EGS uh, if you want to go down that road. But I think this might be the starting Metroidvania if you've never played one. It seems like a good, good option. You just need to get over. Uh, the, the... You know,
2: Ori might not be the oh. worst. I, Ori and the Blind Forest is very like cinematic and narrative, and that's true. And Beautiful.
0: It's it's it, that's not easy either. I mean. Yeah, that has some really good, uh, really tough platforming sequences. So, but I guess it kind of depends on what you're looking for. But if you're looking for like a really strong narrative visual, stuff like that, I think Ori probably checks all those boxes. And there's a great sequel to um, it as well.
1: I will say the Castlevania Advance Collection is out on Switch and it has um, one of my favorites, which is, uh, oh shit, what was the game? Aria of, was Aria, of Sar- Aria of Sorrow? Aria of Sorrow. Aria of Sorrow it's it's that one is phenomenal yeah that uh, one i rules. Think that would not also not be a bad starting point uh, okay have we have
0: one more question this is another yakuza question and it comes from joe Payne. since you'll be discussing like a dragon next week which obviously we just did i was wondering if we could get a small movie segment from plant at the end recommending some japanese films that might have similar vibes to the series
3: Yes. So there there are all sorts of vibes to this series. You can have the serious stuff. You can have the silly stuff. You can have the style. So I'm going to give you a mix. Uh, first up, I got Tokyo Drifter from uh, 1966. It's uh, Seijun Suzuki. And this is a very like low budget, very stylish, very cool, very neon drenched um, Yakuza movie. Uh I don't think you could do like any of these lists without doing Hanabi or Fireworks, uh, which is a film from the 90s. It's uh, Takeshi Kitano, and it is kind of maybe the quintessential Yakuza movie, uh, especially of a slightly more modern era. And then uh, Yakuza Graveyard, which is a movie I watched last year. It's from the mid-70s, and it is just extremely cool as hell. Um, Kiryu would love this movie. Uh, Ichiban would be intimidated by this movie. Um, mm. And there's a new release of it by, I think, a, a studio called Radiance that you could check out that I, I recommend.
2: Cool.
3: Uh, I kind of dug the first season of Tokyo
2: Vice on HBO Max, which is in a similar world. Like, I don't think tonally it's as much like Yakuza, but it's in that same setting. In a new and the season. The idea of like a starts, fish
3: out of water. What? Like, new season is like next month, right? Cool.
0: I don't know. I think, yeah,
2: I just kind of let the algorithm give me what it thinks I need.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we did it. Do we have any honorable mentions to discuss? Who's got the time? Uh, <laughs> I I have been playing
1: uh, Mario Odyssey with Henry uh, in the two player mode, uh, where I I do I play as Mario and he is Cappy, and uh, I've I, you know I played the shit out of that game when it first came out. I think I got every single one of the power moons or whatever uh and uh coming back to it it is the just the best platformer uh ever man it's it's really really solid but you know it also came out seven years ago now so uh
0: not much untread ground i think we might be due for i would love to man i would love it please anything um i watched taskmaster for the first time hell yeah Watched the first episode of series five and it was great. I had so much fun and it really makes me sad that, uh, we don't really have an American version of this. Not even just like the format of it, just the like tone, the like more casual, very uplifting, uh, friendly tone among everyone without it being, without it feeling like super rushed, like, Taylor Tomlinson yes. just lost and sh- launched a show called After Midnight, and they're like, I can see they're trying. She's enormously talented, and they have great people on the show. But it's so rigid in terms of like, you could tell that they're trying to shoot in under two hours or whatever it is, and it just kind of loses some of that magic. And uh, but yeah, Taskmaster, freaking great. Awesome. So they
1: did do an American version of Taskmaster.
0: I, I found that out after that. And not only did they do one, friend of the show, honorary bestie, Ron yeah. Funches, was one of yes. the people on that show.
1: He was, he was very, very good. Uh, th- but they only did one season of it,
0: and it, it did, not, uh, did, not, did not take off. Um, uh, Justin, I did have a question for you. Yes, sir. There's a game called Cobalt Core.
2: Wait, we didn't really say what Taskmaster was, but you you can watch all of it on YouTube. It's free. There's a bajillion episodes. Oh, yeah. It shows its hand really
0: quickly. You'll know immediately what this thing is. Um, And it's hilarious. And it's great. It's, like, just really warm. And, and like, a great... I watched it over lunch. Great lunch watch, if you just, like... It's
2: also a good one, like, if you have slightly older kids. Like, it's a really good family watch. I mean, it gets a little grown up in the humor, but, like, and kids love, like, the... Talking about like how you would solve the challenges yeah. and, and things like that, it's we get a kick of it.
0: Yeah, it kind of has a little bit of a Mythbusters thing going on without the yeah, science. for sure.
2: Yeah, it's a good crowd <laughs> pleaser too. If you need to just turn something on while people are hanging out, like mm-hmm. it's hard to not enjoy
0: this. Justin Cobalt Core is a game oh. that I recommended to you oh, a few yeah. weeks ago. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We proceeded to talk about it on Rusty's.
2: Very cool. But I'm
0: very very curious about what you thought about it.
2: Uh yeah so. Man, I really I love deck building like roguelikes like this. This is like a uh, one of my favorite things. I've spent a bajillion hours in things like Slay the Spire or what have you. Um this is a really smart one uh where you are a, piloting a ship and uh, in the plane you're sort of operating in in on a 2D plane so you can move your ship uh back and forth uh against the enemy ship. It's like a one-on-one fight. Um, and the the size of your ship changes and and where the weapons and stuff on your ship are it change but you're basically playing cards that allow you to use the weapons on the ship to playing cards that let you move playing cards that like use shields um, the big sort of difference is it's very sort of uh, directional like it's uh, placement in the world is very important in a way these games aren't so you can actually move out of the way of an attack uh rather than like take it on the chin. And you have crew members as you play through repeatedly that um have different sorts of skill sets. So some people focus on like moving things are back and forth. Some characters create minds that they can use to block shots or whatever. Um if you like uh if you remember FTL, if you like FTL and any sort of like deck building things, it's sort of like ftl meets slay the spire um i think i heard someone audibly yawn i can't be <laughs> sure. i thought i heard an audible yawn. <laughs> if anyone else can confirm that. for it me wasn't a me. fucking audible Frushing. it wasn't me audible, audible yawn someone heard it right it wasn't here. just <laughs> me rachel playback is. enhance let's get this freaking culprit it's called cobalt core it's great it is we'll it game it. rules i'm i'm really of it i don't care if you
3: do or not honestly
0: uh plant you have anything
3: um Yeah, the Kansas City Chiefs are playing in the AFC uh, Conference Championship game this weekend. Extremely excited about it. Um, and I just want to shout out my favorite uh, Chiefs podcast once again. They actually were called Times Hours, I believe, last time that we did this. Now they're called Only Weird Games because the athletic doesn't always know what it's doing. Um, and you should check out the show, Only Weird Games. Even if you are not a huge football person, just a delight of a show uh, from people who talk about everything from football to veggie Tales. Uh, a real, real delight. Uh, and that's it.
1: Uh, okay. I forgot. I wanted to mention wanna... I forgot we talk about stuff that's not just games on the show. Uh the second season of The Traitors is out. That's the um sort of werewolf Traitors. style reality show featuring uh former reality show uh stars and it's
0: uh, kicks ass. It's real good. It's on Peacock. Yeah, Justin like mentioned that out. he was very fond of it, I think last week. So oh, okay. word cool. is spreading. <laughs> Cool. Uh,
2: Thank you so much for listening. Anybody review the show
0: this week? We did, but Plant, if you could just recap the games we talked about briefly. Oh, I'd love that. Yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. We talked about Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. Uh, We talked about Tingus Goose, uh, the weird idol game. We talked about uh, Cobalt Core. We talked about Super Mario Odyssey. And then we talked about some TV with Taskmaster, Season 5, Season 2 of The Traitors, um, and
0: I mentioned one of my favorite, uh, football podcasts, Only Weird Games. Cool. I wanted to thank the following people for writing reviews to the besties on Apple Podcasts. We have Ryan Arnett, we have Yard Drack, and Mark A. Rogers Jr. Thank you for re- reviewing the besties. Thank you for talking about the show. Thank you for subscribing to our newsletter, which is great. It's at Fan. All of our questions come from the newsletter comments, by the way. So if you have questions that came up on this episode or any other questions that might pop into your head, pop them down in the comments and we will try to address them. Next week, we are doing Pal World, a game that apparently is Pokemon with guns. I have not played it yet, but that's pretty Twist. much... Co- checks the it's box. It's not at all, but it it's looks like It's not Pokemon like it. with Guns?
3: No, it's like what the actual game is, is totally different. It presents as one thing, it's
0: another thing, it's a delight. Wow. Well, that's exciting. Uh, we might also be talking about Tekken 8. We'll see. TBD on that, but certainly Power World for sure. Uh, and I think that does it. Excellent. Well, thank cool. you so much
2: for listening. Uh, we really appreciate you. So. <laughs> Here you guys. Uh, that is... <laughs> fun it's a fun energy that's gonna do <laughs> it for us this week on the besties be sure to join us again next week for the besties because should the world's best friends pick the world's best games